Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and as always, I am joined by Run For God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Hey, Mitchell, how do you think all this quarantine business is going to affect the running community? Well, I know this. I think everybody's ready for a race. They are. Everybody's wanting to race. You know, uh, everything's been canceled. I, I, I told my wife the other night, I said, I'm, I'm ready to go to a race. I don't race much anymore, but my son races. I said, I'll, I'm ready to go to a race. And I'm ready to go to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize how much you miss. I said, I, there's three restaurants that I just can't stop thinking about. And I think the first three nights that everything's back open, we're going out to eat the first three nights. <laughs> Hit those restaurants and I'll be good. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's, I don't know how it's affected the running community. I know how it's affected Run for God. All these classes have been canceled. and But I, I don't think, my hope is everybody's not stopped running. Um yeah, and I, I think, think some people are getting more mileage in, like like me. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. And I and I think people have gone. I don't know that anybody has maintained. A lot of folks they've gone one way or they've gone the other. It's like okay, I'm going to stay inside and not run, or I'm going to go outside and run more. Right. Uh, and I, you know, there's a lot of studies out there, a lot of things that show us that being outside is good for us, uh, particularly as it as it pertains to viruses, and so. Um, uh, running extra, I think, actually is really, really, not only is it healthy from you just from a running standpoint, but it's just healthy to be outdoors right now, if, if for nothing else, for mental reasons. It just makes you feel good. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Well, hopefully we won't take running for granted so much um, after this. I don't think we will. It'll yeah. be, uh, we'll realize how fortunate we are. Um, and we're going to talk more about that shortly. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting, I think you, you were talking about restaurants and I went in the grocery store and the first few times I went into a grocery store after all of this I thought man the, the, sh- the shelves are bare and of course everybody's thought is well people are hoarding things mm. I don't think that's it Mm-mm. I think it's maybe pe- in the beginning yeah at the beginning yeah but now it's people <laughs> eat out at restaurants so much that grocery stores can't keep up with people eating at home yeah yeah it's uh it's crazy and we've learned to get creative at home I mean yeah. we're we're yeah, I mean, we're cooking more than we've ever cooked. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to go back to my favorite Mexican restaurant. Amen. I'm ready. Amen. Uh, it's going to feel funny the first time we get into a group and run, isn't it? When yeah. you get all those people around us, yeah. that's going to be interesting. And I hope, I hope, I hope this doesn't, uh, in some ways, there's some changes that are going to be good long term. Yeah. But I hope some of the changes that we've adopted don't last. You know, I, I was... I had to go to a job site the other day and uh, we had a, a grading crew on a job and I got out of the truck and I, I reached out and I shook the guy's hand. And it's it's just because that's I'm a handshaker, I'm a hugger. And we both looked at each other and we're like, we're not supposed to be doing that. And I hope, I hope that we don't stay there because personal touch is a good thing. It is. You know, it's handshakes and hugs I, I hope that's not a thing of the past I, I don't think it will be for me I know it won't be for me 
And I and I hope we get to the point where we realize that that it, it's okay and that it is okay, not right. just that we realize it is, but that it actually is. Right. I so. hope I'm not the weird guy that shakes hands. <laughs> it's not going forward. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that that what we're doing now. I don't think that's bad. I just think that uh, we want to get back to exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Listen, if you're looking or watching this, if you're listening to this, uh, if you have questions, if you have things that you want to talk about, um, if you have messages about what we're doing and you have some feedback and want, want us to, to want to see us change something or do something different, send those messages to dean at runforgod.com um, and let us know what you think. Any mm-hmm. feedback you give us is good, whether it's positive or negative. Um, it's always good to hear feedback. So. If you don't know about us, if somehow you are listening to this or you're watching this, you don't know about Run For God, make sure you go to runforgod.com and check that out. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by the world's greatest digital music platform, J Radio. As a Christian runner, you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run. If you are looking for positive and Christian music that will help you keep your pace, check out the Radioactive Station on the new J Radio. We'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run. Plus, you can count on us to make sure that the music is uplifting and encouraging. Check out JRadio.com or download the app in your app store. We are back, and we are going to share a story this year, this week, this year. Man, it seems <laughs> Your days like, are mixed up. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> it's bad. It is bad. <laughs> and this one comes from Albemarle, North Carolina, James Lawrence, and it is entitled "Every Run Is a Blessing." Uh, kind of a little bit about what we we're just talking mm-hmm. about. So, uh, so here's the story. Okay, I admit it. I took the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013 rather personally. I am from Massachusetts. In fact, I grew up just two towns over from where the marathon starts. I remember fondly being a spectator cheering on the runners when I was in high school. I wasn't a runner then, but I am now. I have even run several marathons. Not the Boston Marathon, at least not yet. To run Boston, you have to be a faster runner to qualify, and I'm not fast enough, but perhaps someday. But I am a marathon runner, which made me take this attack even more personally. I still remember the shocking news about the bombs that exploded near the finish line. I was saddened to learn of the three people who died, including a child, and angry to hear the vicious attack caused someone to lose their legs in the explosion. But the bombing started me thinking about a couple of different things. First, it reminded me of the gift of running or even walking, something that I often take for granted but shouldn't. There are days when I would rather not go for a run, something that is probably true for most of us. But then I remind myself of what a gift it is that I can run. Bobby, a member of my church, reminds me of this whenever I visit him. Bobby had to have both of his legs amputated below the knee. When I visit him, I usually have two things on my mind as I leave. First, how inspirational he is to me with his great attitude as he works hard at his physical therapy and looks forward to the day when he can get his prosthetic legs so he can dance with his wife. He's truly an inspiration. But I'm also thankful that I continue to have the use of my legs and continue to run. 
I try not to take that for granted, and none of us should. But the truth is that there may come a day when I cannot run, perhaps not even walk. Jesus reminded Peter of this when he talked with him on the shore of the Sea of Galilee after his resurrection. He said to Peter, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt and take you where you do not wish to go. That's John 21, 18. If I'm blessed with a long life, I will get old. My body won't work as well as it does now. Will I be taken where I do not wish to go? What then? Since Peter is the one who first heard this difficult truth spoken to him by Jesus, I will let Peter answer that, this, that question. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that through though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. That's 1 Peter 1, 3 through 7. Peter reminds us that we can rejoice in sickness and in health, and we need to be reminded, because in sickness, we often find it hard to rejoice, and in health, we are prone to simply forget. Every run is a gift and a blessing, no matter how hard it is or how badly it goes. In this, we rejoice, even when we find ourselves suffering various trials. So as we remember... In our prayers, those who are unable to run or even walk, let us remember to give thanks to God for the blessings that we so often take for granted. And let us never forget that every run is a blessing and a gift. Hmm. Great story. Neat story. And this, the, the anniversary of the bombing was, what, just a couple of days ago from this recording. So, um, yeah, that's uh, a timely story, too. He asked this question, what are some of the blessings from God in your life that you take for granted? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know when James submitted this story, but I don't think we could be going over it at a much more timely time um, because we're focusing on all that right now. I, mm -hmm. I was just talking about restaurants. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of trivial to say restaurants are a blessing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a luxury that we have in life, but all of those things like that, the ability to come and go as we please and and shake hands and hug people's necks. We realize now that those are blessings, um, and, and that's coming into sharp focus right now. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that God placed this story right in the middle of this pandemic. Right. Um, uh, yeah. The, the simple things, um, and running, of course, being worth one of those, um, we've seen how um, we've changed the way we worship right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and we've seen some some unfortunate things happen as far as worship goes too. They're, yeah. they're, they're a little bit scary, but we don't want to get in all that. But boy, how thankful are we that we have this technology that we can still see a service and we can hear a service and uh, think about fifty years ago, people just would have gone without if this were if that were the case. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I'm still convinced. I, my hope and my prayer. And I'm just convinced that when all this is over, 
I think the churches are going to be packed. I hope I so. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it could go one or two ways, but I, I do think I think people are are realizing they're they're looking at what they've taken for granted in the past, and I think many people have taken church for granted. And I know that's one of the things I want to get back to. You know, my kids watched uh, Wednesday night their Wednesday night service live last night on Instagram, and that's great. And I'm I'm grateful that we have that technology. But man, I miss I miss being in the sanctuary. I miss shaking hands and and just that's that's the body of Christ. And right now, that body is kind of it's not broken. It's definitely not broken, but it's not the same right now. And I'm just um, my desire is to get back to that as quick as we can. It's going to be joyful when we get there. It is, yeah. It is. He also says, what are some challenges you are facing in your life right now? How can you rejoice in the midst of these trials? <laughs> uh, how many challenges are there right now? There's a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, run, run for God. You know, we're, we've got some challenges ahead of us right now yeah. or in front of us right now. Um, you know, my, my wife and I were talking last night. and It's easy. It's easy to get distracted by the challenges mm-hmm. and i and i we had we actually had a talk this morning about about that very thing how you know the devil he wants to distract us by these challenges the bad things but there is so much good and and we need to keep our focus on what run for god is it's it's to reach a lost and dying world through the sport of running well we can do that in the middle of the coronavirus absolutely but but you know so many things out there are trying to take our focus away, you know, whether it be financial or not being able to go do this or having to cancel events or classes being canceled. And, and we can we can dwell on those things that seem like challenges or we can keep our focus on what we're doing right now. And that's trying to to reach people through the airwaves. That's you know, right. We we have a platform. We have a ministry. We have a mission field regardless of this virus. And um uh, we just need to keep that in in focus. And in some ways, that mission field is even more important today Absolutely. than at other times. Because right now, I think about the person who uh, who is an alcoholic, mm-hmm. who right now uh, it, it has to be really, really difficult not if they're if they're out of work, right. not to go back to to a habit that that almost just may have destroyed their lives at one point in time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you replicate that for every kind of a personal issue that people have. Uh, yeah. It's it's really important for folks to be able to be plugged in well, right I, now. I agree with you that, that maybe now more than ever, um, people are receptive. I was mm-hmm. just talking to a guy on the phone pulling in here, and he was he said people are crazy right now. People are on edge. He said I pulled up behind a guy at the red light this morning, and I was paying attention to something else, and I got a little bit too close to the guy. And he said the guy started flipping out and got his phone out and started recording him. And he said people are just on edge and they're yeah. they're searching for answers. Yeah. And you know, Donald Trump is not the answer. The Republican or Democratic Party is not the answer. Politics are not the answer. Money is not the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. Amen. Amen. And if we can if we can reach one more person because of all this, then. Maybe it was all worth it. Maybe it will be worth it. Um, it's just how we how we perceive it. Yeah, and I think about Paul 
and how Paul was able to focus when he was in jail and in shackles, yeah. he was still focused on his mission. Yeah. Um, if Paul can do that, we can certainly all stay focused and on our mission. many of us are worried to death in the comfort of our own homes. Yeah. yeah. And Paul was in a dungeon chained up with guards around him, and, and, and he was saying, I rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have Netflix. I mean, we've got... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We've got everything. Listen to Run Club. Don't binge on Netflix. Binge on Run Club. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's the last question. Who are the people in your life that inspire you, and what can you learn from them about inspiring others? And I think about, I think about my wife. Um, people have heard me talk. I don't know if this audience has heard it before, uh, but, uh, but my wife is such a great example um, and has changed my perception on things so much. And just mm-hmm. watching her handle things. I'll tell you a funny story about, uh, about the way my wife handles things. This was when we were first married. Um, hadn't, hadn't been, we, you know, we hadn't lived together for very long. I mean, probably, probably weeks. And one day she comes out and she walks into the living room and she looks underneath the coffee table. And there are several pairs of my shoes under the coffee table. And... She looked at me and she said, uh, honey, I believe we're going to have to get a bigger coffee table. <laughs> Meaning, hey, get your shoes out of here. But she didn't say, hey, get your shoes out of here. She made a joke and it, it made the point. And guess what? I don't leave my shoes under the coffee table anymore. The hint. Yeah. I got the hint. Yeah, I think we both married up. I, I had a very similar situation not before last. We were, you know, I'm one of those that sometimes you got to walk back off the cliff <laughs> you know, I, I, I get wound up about something. Or I get excited and, and we were talking about some things and I was just getting excited and stressed and, and just venting to her. And I was wanting her to vent back. You know, you want that. You just agree <laughs> with me. Come on, let's go down this road with me. And, and she's just very calm. And, and you know, <laughs> it's like you start looking back at yourself right then saying, you, you need to calm down. She never said it. She didn't have to, but but my conviction was saying you you sound you sound like a moron right here. You need to calm down and back off the cliff, Mitchell. And, uh, so yeah, it's, people in our lives that inspire us. I think both of us can say our wife. Absolutely. Um, I think about people like Billy Graham. You know, I, Billy mm. Graham is, and I know he's one of the giants of the faith. But golly bum, I every situation. People always tried to drag him into the mud, and he always rose above it. He never walked up to that cliff. I'm sure he did in his personal life, but publicly, he always turned every situation, every comment, anything people could throw at him, yeah. he always turned it back to Christ. And, you know, and, and Christ did that himself, you know, yeah. here on earth. And, man, if we, if we could just learn from that yeah um absolutely yeah you know we just had uh these uh, stories from ryan hall we just shared that interview Mm -hmm. and we talked with ryan hall and um you know there's another guy who um, is never shy about sharing his faith and he always does it in a calm way Mm -hmm. it's never he's never confrontational with anybody but he gets his point across um and that's the way. That's why I want to. I want people to see me. Now I'm not that way always. There I get. I'm like you. I'm right up against that edge a lot of times. And um, it's it's sometimes good you and I together is not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will banter back and forth with me. That's right. But we get our wives involved, and they 
they pull, tone us down. Pull us back. Pull yeah. us back. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. That, but that has been has been so good for me because it does it does keep me calmer yeah. than I was at one time. So yeah, no, God's done a work in me. Something coming up that we need to let everybody in on? No. 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 Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I get my weeks mixed up, people. <laughs> that was actually last week. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, do you like stories? Do you like to hear stories? Um, if you listen to the Ryan Hall stuff, you, you heard stories from him. If you um, are listening to this podcast, you probably like stories because you've, you've heard some and you're hearing more. Um, there's a great place for stories out there, and it's a place called Come On, Let's Go. Um, so go to Come On, Let's Go and check out Come On, Let's Go. We are sponsored also by them. So uh, check out Come On, Let's Go. There is power in people's stories. What I did need and what I was begging for was a relationship that I didn't know that I, I needed, and only God could give it to me. I started hearing all these stories that just made me realize this was the right move. I'm here to give these people hope through what Christ can do in their life. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. So we're back and... um we're back at a time when uh, we're about to share Dean's thoughts, but we were talking about something earlier today. Share with us. Well, before we go there, I-, I need to let everybody who's listening in on a little secret. Sometimes I get my weeks mixed up. And if you're listening to this podcast, typically this podcast was we we record it 10 days prior because there's a whole production time of of having to get this out. So I alluded to the fact that we're going to have a special guest on Run Club. Well, that special guest was actually this past Thursday, uh, if you're listening to this now. So excuse my um, lack of <laughs> keeping my days straight. So that's 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 what was going on at the end of the last segment. Well, keep, anyway. keeping days straight is harder right now than it's ever been. It so. is. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is right now. Um, but yeah, you, you alluded to the fact, uh, and it's funny, you, you, you talked about First Peter uh, being tested by fire in the previous the previous story that James wrote, um, and I was talking to my son the other night, my son Lane, who was actually on Facebook Live with you just a couple of weeks ago, um, and we were talking about this this time, this period we're in, and and you know the the subject of testing, you know, the testing of our faith. You know, it's very clear in the Bible that. Um, God will test us, the devil will tempt us. And uh, so we were talking about that. My, my son, who um, he's, he's very secure in his salvation, and, and he, but he doesn't say a whole lot on the subject. And so we were talking the other night, and, and, and he was doing his homework, and he kind of put his pen down, and he said, you know, he said, I think everything in life has tests. You know, he said, I'm, I'm, he was working on his homework at the time. He said, I have tests at school he said, we have test and training. We have threshold test. We have, you know, how fast can we go test? And he said, you know, I, I, I see the tests that God gives us possibly a little bit different than most. And I said, yeah, you're right. It, it all comes down to how we react 
to those tests. And and Lane, he didn't he wasn't correcting me. He was just saying I have a little bit different view on that. He said, I think um, God tests us not to see how we react, but how prepared we are. He said, you know, with with running, I have to prepare for that next test. You know, we always tell them, you know, the best athletes are constantly preparing for the next workout. And it's the same thing in school. You know, all through the day, they're preparing for that next test. And he, he, he just had a really different perspective of we shouldn't, we shouldn't judge these tests by how we react. We should judge these tests by how prepared we are. And it, that's a process. You know, uh, a reaction is a flash in the pan. And that, that will tell us the result of how prepared we are. So I, I, I guess I just wanted to say that for somebody out there may need to hear that. You know, every once in a while, a teenager, they come up with some of the most profound things. And it lets you know that while they don't say a whole lot, they're listening. They're listening. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. they're listening to every word we say, everything they hear. So it's, it's just another example of we, we've got to really protect the things they're hearing, the things they're being exposed to. And, Amen. Because uh, they're listening. So they are. So Lane, if you're listening, great word there. Yes, it was, and um, yeah, I think about that in terms of uh, something like when we have the opportunity to share our faith. Mm-hmm. That's a test, and sometimes we walk away from that because maybe we didn't know what to say. Well, why didn't we know what to say? Mm-hmm. Well, we weren't prepared mm-hmm. to know what to say, and so it's it, it's very relevant. Yeah. I, I like the I like the analogy. So nice job, Lane. Yeah. Well, it is time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week, it is directly related to everything that's going on right now, and it is called hyper focus. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Oh, we know we're in the middle of something big, and we know it's not good. But really, no one has all the answers. But you would think they do, as people on all sides of the issue make statements as if they are fact. Misinformation is sometimes the word of the day. It's not their fault. They mean well. They just don't know. Sometimes we're freaked out as someone with a doomsday outlook says we'll have to be locked down for two years. Other times we're freaked out because someone says we have to get back to normal next week or it's the end of life as we know it. Probably neither are correct. It's not their fault. They mean well. They just don't know. I guess the part of it that doesn't make sense to me is that when you listen, you would think they're speaking as if what they are saying is indisputable. But we don't know. We have to wait for more information before we can make the best decisions. All this misinformation and speculation is honest and well-meaning opinion. Some of them will, in the end, be right. Some will be wrong. You know what's important, though? It's important that we are evaluating every possible road. It's good that people are asking a gazillion questions because that's what's going to eventually lead to the best decisions and the fastest resolution. There's a great lesson in here for us as runners. I talk with people all the time who have the answers to what makes us faster or be able to run longer. Many of the coaches I know will say it with such fierce resolve that you just know it's fact. But often what works for one person will not work for another. 
We can do what our favorite professional runner does, but is that really what is best? We don't know. If you want to be the best runner you can be, keep exploring and never stop. At 54 years old and having been a runner for 40 years, I discovered something new last week that seems to be a benefit to my fitness level. It wouldn't have worked when I began running at 14 years old, but it works today. Come to think of it, it wouldn't have worked 10 years ago, but it is effective today. Try new things. Keep the ones that work and throw out the, way, the ones that don't. But be willing to try them again someday. What doesn't work today may be an answered prayer 10 years down the road. I believe in the purest bit of speculation that we are going to find answers to our current pandemic faster than even the experts think. Why? Because we're hyper-focused on the issue. It has been my experience that, when, that hyper-focus will produce the results fast. Are you hyper-focused on your running? It doesn't mean that you need to forget about everything else. I'm not suggesting that you don't fulfill other responsibilities so that you can focus more on running. But there are some things you can do that don't really take any more time. For example, do you think about eating and how it affects your running? What about sleep? Is there a small exercise or stretch you can do while sitting at your desk that will help make you better? As, I, as a coach, I know that focusing on the little things will lead to improvement. Focusing on the little thing takes more focus. Maybe not the hyper-focus of a pandemic, but a little more attention can pay dividends. It works that way for anything, even our Bible knowledge. Have you ever thought that you would like to understand the Bible more completely? Have you felt inadequate when someone asked you a question about the Bible? You're certainly not alone. Have you ever met a person who exudes the light of Jesus when you talk with him or her? It seems as if everything they do and discuss is focused through the prism of the Bible. How are they able to be so completely taken over by their faith? It's because they're hyper-focused. Today, we think about everything we do through the lens of the coronavirus. We can't help it. It's all around us all the time. That's almost all that's in the news. But if we're truly saved, shouldn't it be that way with our relationship with Christ? Shouldn't we automatically think of what we're going to say or do through the old slogan, what would Jesus do? Hyper-focus on Jesus? I could get behind that. Great word, Dean. So I've got to ask one question, and I know I know everybody's asking this same question. What was the new thing that you did? <laughs> well, I, I have discovered that uh, if I will run extra, extra slow on my in-between days, then every other day I'm able to run at a, at a pretty good pace. So I kind of stay at the low end of my, my easy zone every other day and then if, if on the in-between days I run slower than I think I need to it makes those other days feel better which I've, I've talked about before but I've never tried this alternating thing and it seems to be working well and there you go so so running extra slow in your slow day something we just talked about weeks ago is that's, most people don't run slow enough that's so right that's, that's a good word um I, I kept when you were talking about this hyper focused you know I, I, I'm I listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey, and, and one thing that Dave Ramsey says a lot is, what you focus on is what you win at. 
And man, your story just, it's perfect for right now because I think we're all so focused on the coronavirus. Maybe, maybe we should be, but I think many of us, including myself, we get, we get too focused on it because we're not going to win that battle. We're going to have to lead that to other people who are a lot smarter than us. But talking about the politics and the who said and she said and what they said, it's, it, it, it just causes a lot more frustration a yeah. lot of times than what it's worth. So, yeah, I, I, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in this situation? Yeah, we don't know, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could cure it just like that. But um, I don't think he would be getting into the gutter of the gossip and the what he said or she said. And so, yeah, I got, I got a little bit convicted on that, but that was a, that was a great word, Dean. Yeah. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. We are back to talk about why running is so awesome. And for this week, here's why I think running is so awesome. Rain. (laughs) You can run in the rain. You can't play baseball in the rain. You can't play tennis in the rain. And you know, when you run in the rain, it makes you feel like a little kid again. I kind of enjoy every once in a while when I do run in the rain, stomping through mud puddles just because I can. Yeah, you always start the run trying not to hit the mud puddles. And then there comes that point where you're like, I'll fool you with it. And you just start running right through them, yeah. It often depends on how hard it's raining. Yeah, and I always, yeah, it makes me feel like a kid again. But it also kind of, when you get, I've said this before, when you get done, you feel like that was pretty hardcore. Yeah, you know, that's true. Feels like it was a better workout because it was raining. When in reality, it was just raining. It was just, a, and it was just a run. But it, it, the yeah. perception is, you, you worked a lot harder for that. Here's how much I love the rain, and you've seen the picture. But but years ago, I was at the track by myself, and it was absolutely pouring down rain. And I thought I was the only one there at the track, and I thought I want to take a picture of it while it's raining and just empty, and make a point of. This is this is this is what the tough folks do. They get out here and they run no matter what, um, and realize that there's only one person out here, mm-hmm. right? So I went and I took that picture, and I remember going to my car, getting my phone, holding it underneath my shirt behind me, and trying <laughs> trying not to get my my phone wet, going all the way out there to the other end of the track, holding still holding that phone kind of underneath me because I didn't have an umbrella or anything, and uh, and I remember pulling that phone out and trying to take the picture, and it was really hard because everything's wet. Um, and I took my picture, I stuck it back under my shirt, I ran back to my car, I put my phone in my car, and I went back and finished my workout. When I got home, my phone didn't work <laughs> because I had, had gotten it so picture. wet. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted that picture. It worked a couple of days later. It got back to working again and, and everything was good. And I have that picture as a, uh, uh, as my desktop on one of my computers. So. But then there's something, there's, there's something spiritually we can learn from that whole concept of, you know, you, you call some people up and say, Hey, you want to go run in the evening? Well, it's supposed to rain. Well, so what, you know, it's, it's, it's those hard, you know, we, we have those rainy days in our spiritual life and it's, mm-hmm. it's, what are we going to do during those times? You know, just at the start of this whole coronavirus, I had to send out a, a message to our entire tri team. And I, I kind of, I have, I've been coaching a triathlon team for 10 years now and I, I had this badge of honor and I don't know if we've talked about this on here or not, but I had never one time not one canceled a practice. We would practice. Parents had gotten to the point where they didn't even call an ass <laughs> because we were having practice. Rain, snow, sleet, storm. Sometimes we had to go take shelter from the lightning that was popping. And But the thing about storms is most often within 15 minutes, especially in the south, they're gone. Yeah. And that's, a, that's just a great picture of our spiritual life. We mm-hmm. have storms. We have lightning. We have rain. We have snow days in our lives but do we just sit at home no we've we've got to we've got to trump through them so yeah thank you coronavirus you ruined my stretch because we're all (laughs) practicing on our own now so i guess in theory we didn't cancel practice i just said everybody go practice on your own but the government canceled practice the government thank you dean yeah yeah yeah. we didn't cancel no gosh no um (laughs) but yeah that's a it's a great point go run in the rain How about a motivational thought for the week? This one's a little bit longer, and this comes from a a posting. It's actually have this framed and had it in my office for years and years and years when I was working in a different industry. Um, It's by a guy by the name of George Sheehan, and if you're an older runner, you probably know who George Sheehan is. Wrote several running books, Uh, but I took some excerpts out of uh, one of his books, and, and this is what it says. Now I accept stress and even seek it out. I no longer avoid the tension between what I am and what I perceive I can be. I no longer ignore the gap between what I am and what I have achieved and what I should accomplish. I realize that I have yet to live the perfect day, the day worthy of reliving. And I know Maslow was right when he suggested that equilibrium and adaptation and self-preservation and adjustment are negative concepts. Still, the experts may be right. Stress is a killer. Tensions do cause neuroses. Uneasiness of the heart can lead to despair. But without them, we remain inferior to our true selves. Live, if you will, a life without risk. Avoid the forge. Avoid the fire, the flame. But know that joy and happiness and the good life come only as unexpected interludes in the endless, stressful, tense, and restless journey to become the person you are. There is... No easy way. Man is only aware of where he is and who he is when he is challenged. Like the saint, he is everlastingly asked to be tested. So don't ask me how I am. And one other thing, don't tell me I look well. People who look well are on their way to being happy and contented and psychologically invulnerable. I want no part of that. (laughs) That's a mouthful. It is. And and obviously this is written from a Christian perspective, but it's it, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with this whole idea of get out there when it's raining, 
being tough has has a little bit of a uh, an edge to it that is good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for us to be outside of our comfort zone on occasion and do things that are hard. Yeah, I mean we've got a we've got a shirt. We've got one of our T-shirts that that you can find on RunForGod.com. It it says find your comfort zone and leave it. It's yep. Joshua one nine and and it's um, yeah I, I I know for a fact in my life God does not want me comfortable. Mm-hmm. He does not want me in my comfort zone. If I were in my comfort zone today, I would still be driving nails out on the job site. But I'm doing a podcast with Dean Thompson today. And, and uh, yeah, Bless it's you. just a constant pulling us out of our comfort zone because that's how we grow. That you is know, how at the we end grow. of the day, these tests, these um, both physically and mentally and spiritually, that's how we grow. Yeah. Is is being tested, being put through the fire. That's I mean, the Bible's full about you know we're, we're being put through the refiner's fire, and and all the the bad stuff comes to the top, so we can wipe it away, and we're stronger and and cleaner and, and more in tune with Christ because of that. That's right. Um, and so yeah, it's a good word today. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So hard work means something. Hey, we hope that uh, if you're not part of Run Club and you're listening to this, that you'll become part of Run Club. We have a goal to be the largest running club in the world. Mm -hmm. We want to do that, but we need your help. We need you to spread the word if you are part of Run Club. Mm -hmm. And if you're not part of Run Club, we need you to join. and understand that when you join, you get a lot of things. You get uh, written audio, video of this podcast. You get running plans. You get a Thursday night where we we get online and we talk about uh, running related things. Some uh, you get access to to a coach that, although it's only me, um, I do know a thing or two. I've yeah. run a mile or two in my life, and yeah. um, and I've got some good experiences that I, I really enjoy sharing. So, and we're going to continue. To bring on some some great guests, uh, we we've got one in the cooker right now that I'm sure everybody's going to know the name and super excited about that. We had Ryan Hall last week. We've had Lane on. Um, we're going to bring people who who come at at this sport from a lot of different perspectives. They may not all be runners, um, but they they have a different perspective on it. So, yeah, I mean, just everything you get for yeah. nine dollars and ninety seven cents a month, you can't beat it but the most important thing is it's supporting a ministry that that its goal our mission field is runners and we're we're seeking to reach a a lost and dying world through the sport of running um the mission field in in america is 60 million yeah there's 60 million runners in the united states um and, and we know from from our classes and our orders that that we go outside the borders of this country but that's just in this country alone so yeah, join Run Club, uh, $9.97, runforgod.com forward slash run club. And don't forget that if, if you enjoy this also, give us some feedback. Make sure that you're getting notifications and that you're clicking you're clicking that bell to, to get those notifications, that you're liking, that you're reviewing us and giving us good five-star reviews, that um, you know all of those things help. Every podcast you listen to tells you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, please, please go out there and, and support us. Now, um, May God bless every step of every run. Now go out there and shine your light. Good word, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.